You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're going to be talking about some Auburn Tiger football because it is just around the corner. Speaking of, it's this Saturday. So, who's excited, Jared? I'm excited. I know you're excited. Everybody should be excited. SEC football is back. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, it, and it felt uh, – I'm in Atlanta, but it felt like very much like football weather this weekend. Yes. So fully predict next week will be 100 degrees and, you know, 1,000% humidity. That's <laughs> <laughs> not right. It could have – you know, if we start this week, it would have felt totally like football weather. Yeah, this is a perfect fall weather. You could feel like the cool breeze coming in, even though it still did get up to like 70 here in Atlanta, but – Hey, it's feeling like football. Uh, but let's talk about um, Auburn's offense, defense, and special teams. Give just maybe a couple sentences of what you're expecting out of Auburn's offense. What do you think is going to come of this Auburn offense in this Kentucky game? I think we talked last week. I, th- I don't think there's going to be a lot, honestly, um, unless we have to. I think our main goal is going to be to go in there and try to run the ball, play good defense um and kind of you know be really good at the simple things um and I'm not this isn't against Kentucky I'm not saying that's going to win the ball game but I don't know that we're going to go in there with complex schemes because we haven't really it's been a weird off season yeah and AJ you and I know we have eight players right now who are not practicing and haven't for a week and I think the rumor is four of those might be starters so I don't know how you go in there and get real complex. I think you go in there and say, listen, here's the deal. You call out the plays. They know the running back knows which gap he's supposed to be looking for. And you try to, you just try to, you hope your four and five stars just out athleticism them. Yeah. That's my, that's my theory on game one. Yeah. And I I think if, okay, so here's my thinking. If Gus was running the offense, I could definitely see that. But I'm honestly thinking with Chad Morris and how he likes to dish the ball out to different guys. And, and just like the, I don't know, the inexperience of the offensive line, I don't know if we'll be there enough for a run game to be super effective unless, I guess, the running backs make their own, um, I don't know, make their own holes. Um, so, I don't know, maybe my mindset of this game is maybe more on, we focus a little bit more on the quick passes, maybe a running back out of the backfield, I tight ends, uh, quick slant routes to the wide receivers. I don't know, that, that's just my thought. Um, but I mean, we honestly haven't seen this offensive line. They haven't shown us anything about the offensive line, told us who's the starter, at least at this point. Um, so, I mean, I mean, maybe we do have a pretty good run, run blocking from well, our offensive line. You may, you made great points. And I, and again, I didn't mean, I, I probably harped too much on only running. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be simplistic even in the past game. All right, look, let's run some slant routes, run some real simple routes, get the ball in our playmaker's hands and hope they go make plays. 
I don't think it's going to be real complex, and it may never get complex all year. I mean, I watched Rhett Lashley last night. His offense is not complex. Yeah. They just ran it well. Yep. Um, and that's all you got to do in college. So you're probably right about that. And I was talking to some buddies. I know we talk about the offensive line. Um, and I, listen, everybody just assumes, well, we have all new starters but one, so we're not going to be good. It may be a blessing in disguise because if we had a, other people coming back, they would have get, gotten the starting job because they had seniority. Mm-hmm. And we knew what we were getting with them. Yep. So while it's a risk – it could be a really good thing. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah. But I, but we knew what we were getting the past two years. Yeah. And you more or less, I mean, as much as I think they might have make, made small steps from uh, the 2018 to 2019 season, it, it wasn't big jumps. It wasn't like, wow, our offensive line has made it. No, I don't think they ever really made it as a offensive line that was even halfway, like uh, on the, I guess, the, the upper – better half of the sec even let me be clear i do think our team last year was a was a was an above average pass defense blocking i I think i think nick's only been sacked three times i think they did a good job however i also think it was very simplistic we had time to look at one maybe two guys and then nick's was trying to figure something out Mm -hmm. so I, i don't think that it was a great pass blocking where he could sit back there and go through all reads but they they held their own but they were not a good run block uh, offensive line and uh, you know Chad maybe we don't need that as much but with Gus we needed that so yeah. um, we knew that that was if we still had those same guys we would know going in right now we're not going to be great at the run yeah so like uh, coming wh- in now do you, we don't know but like how, okay so now now we get this new set of guys except for essentially probably our center Nick Brahms what do you how do you where should we set our expectations for this offensive line you know, I don't know. I mean, I watch teams that are not – I mean, you watch your Baylors, and there's no offense to any of these people, but just where we're located in our history, we're able to grab really good people. And you watch Baylors and Wisconsins, and those people never have issues with offensive line or running the ball. And it just kind of blows my mind that we had problems. So mm-hmm. I don't know where that problem started. We've brought in some good guys. We've brought in some JUCO guys. Um, I don't know how quickly they got on campus and everything. But um, I think we have a I think we have more talented group right now than we did last year. They're just not a full unit yet. So do you, are you, are you kind of thinking like we should set our expectations about as good as or at least for the first game as good as what we had before or less than or greater than what we had last year? I think we will be better than last year. Okay. <laughs> I think run blocking we will be better than last year. I don't know about pass blocking. Um, but if we can at least be equal on that, I think we will be a better run blocking because I think we went in the off season and said we have to fix this issue. Yeah, and I don't think we did that for two years, and it blows my mind as to why we did not. But, <laughs> right, um, I was thinking I think the we... same thing. Yeah, and then uh, well, I'm even thinking with the pass game, you got Bonex who can scramble and will scramble if needed, and won't be afraid to get out of the pocket if it just starts crumbling really quickly. Um, so. Yeah, I'd be less concerned about the pass protection, at least in the first game, and more about the run run blocking that is needed to get our run game going. So, yeah, that's a good thing to uh, kind of look out for. Um, what do you think about our defense? How, what are you going to expecting for this uh, Kentucky game for them? I, mean, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I, I think it's I think we're going to probably be able to 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 take care of them. Um, I mean, you never know. I think defenses usually win out the first 
one or two games while offenses are figuring it out. And we have a pretty good defense, and Kevin Steele is the coordinator. So I think that we're going to be pretty good. The one thing we got to worry about is defensive line. We lost two studs. We lost Noah on the you know outside um, mm-hmm. secondary. I think the linebackers, we've talked about it. I think, you know, K.J. Britt and Owen Papo are going to be the anchor. Absolutely. Um, and even Jacoby McLean, throw him in there too. Yeah, him as well. I, I would be surprised if they scored 20 points. I will say that. All right. How about you? I mean, I, I'm i I'm definitely this, this defense. I'm, I'm definitely thinking they're going to rely a lot on the, these linebackers and their experience um, and kind of feed off of that and, and just – I already knew this from last year, but we were already playing a lot of these um, projected starters on defensive line um, a good bit last year and maybe even in the seasons previous to that. Um, so they're not going to come into this and be, this will be their first SEC game. They, they've got experience. Um, and that's what makes me think, I, I don't think we have too, too much to be worried about um, on even the defensive line, which we lost Marlon and Derek Brown, um, which most people think, I mean, even some of the big national pundits are like, oh, how's Auburn's going to be? How are they going to recover? And I'm thinking, did you watch how much the other guys got to play last year? It was a, it was a pretty good bit. We rotate them in. Um, so it scares me, I guess, a little bit less um, about defense, at least in this first game. Uh, let's talk about special teams. Uh, what are you going to expect out of them um, for this uh, little bit of uh, this Kentucky game, this very first SEC game? Yeah, I mean, I think punting is probably the biggest question mark. Uh, you know, we you know we lost the Australian guy, so and that was a surprise. And but we got a we new Australian him. guy. Oscar well, yeah, Chapman. we got a new one. We got a new one. So he he so maybe he'll be able to to do exactly what you know the other one did. And then you know I guess Aiden Marshall is on as well, who's been with the team before. So I think punting is a big question mark. Field goal kicking. I mean, uh, you know, I think we asked him to to kick too many last year. 50 and beyond uh but inside inside 40 i think he was pretty you know automatic so i think he's going to be okay um as far as yeah so i mean that's my i think those two are the big ones i mean other than that you got kick returns but you never know with that stuff so i think punting is going to be the biggest question mark i mean that's my opinion how about you yeah i mean i'm still kind of going back and forth on aiden marshall or oscar chapman uh on on punting i mean i don't know kind of maybe something to expect out of that probably gonna see um maybe even both of them um punting um i've heard not at the same time saving wouldn't allow that both of them on the field two punters on the field saving would just have a cow oh man um but maybe we do that against alabama i just thought about that (laughs) how fun how fun would that be um yes he would lose his mind Lose oh, yeah, his ever loving mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, place kicking's probably a lock. Uh, I think we're in a good spot for special teams. Um, and like you said, the return game, it's, uh, uh I don't know, you just kind of never know uh, if there's going to be a breakout or anything. But we do have Christian Tut, and uh, I felt like he almost had a few punt returns last year that could have broke. He's good, man. So. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with how he handles the punt return game. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Kentucky. Um, so right now they're ranked 23rd in the AP poll. We're only facing them, um, at 11 o'clock central time. Do you think we're going to have a problem this year with waking up and getting ready 
um, to go for this 11 o'clock because I feel like Auburn sometimes does. I, I, um, four games into the season, yes, I would say, okay, maybe. But this is, listen, these guys are ready to go. I mean, they have, they probably spent four months wondering if they're going to get to play. And now they get to play. They're playing a legit opponent. Um, you know, 11 a.m. games are not fun, are not great, it, but it, it, usually it's because of the atmosphere, and that's that's going to be down everywhere. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you play at three or one or ten or you know two in the morning. So I think that's not going to really be the factor. I think these people are going to be ready to go. I think it's going to be a different type of 11 a.m. game than we are used to seeing. We all know the Jefferson Pilots back in the day, where that's Tommy Tuberville was the king of losing those games he shouldn't <laughs> at that time. I don't think it's going to be that type of deal. And not because I'm trying to be a huge Auburn person. I try to be very realistic here. Um, I just don't think it's going to be that type of game. Yeah, I mean, you got a good point about the players. This is the time they've been waiting for for uh, really since the off season. And like you said, they don't they they've not known for a lot of time uh, in this off season whether or not they're playing. And now they get to play officially. They're going to be so excited for this game. The hype, everything around it. Um, even though it's an eleven o'clock game, they're going to be ready to play, and I think that's that's where I think we should hopefully not knocking on some wood over here, but hopefully not have as many eleven o'clock woes and waking up that that team sometimes does. I mean, we get excited about a day, we know in typical years. Mm-hmm. I mean, a day is exciting, and that's nothing. I mean, we show yeah. up, the players are excited, they're pumped. It's been a while since football. This is, I think this is going to be, I think they're going to be really excited. And I just don't think we're going to have those lulls. Now, yeah. like I said, four weeks in, if we had a Vandy at 11 a.m., okay, maybe, depending on how the season's going at that. But have you lost a couple games? Yeah. No, I just don't see, I'm not saying we're going to win. I think we do. But as far as being a letdown, I don't think there'll be a letdown, not for not for the first game. Yeah. And when then you, you cram in probably fifteen to 17,000 students in there, whatever number they're probably yeah. going to cram in there. That level of electricity is probably going to be, be a ready. lot more than, um, and nothing against the general admission, but the the student section obviously is where all the energy or a lot of the energy tends to come from. I'm going to say, I was all. about to say they got a lot more Not energy, all. man. That's all you're saying. They're they're young and yeah. they're yeah, they still got their voices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you haven't looked up Kentucky's offense, um, one of the things people were obviously talking about in the off season was Joey Gatewood because he, uh, left Auburn's team in the middle of last year, um, transferred to Kentucky, um, and whether or not he's going to play against Auburn. And we were just thinking, oh, is he, he, I hope he wins. I mean, honestly, I still want him to win the starting position, um, over at Kentucky. But apparently for this first game, there's a gentleman's agreement. A gentleman's agreement, what the heck does that mean? I still don't fully understand it. I don't think there's details about this, but it kind of sounds like they're Kentucky just kind of being, hey, Auburn, can you can we just make a gentleman's agreement that you put in a good word with the NCAA and the SEC to officially allow Joey Gatewood to play, something along those lines. I still don't really understand why they did a gentleman's agreement. I've never heard of that in a college football world ever, <laughs> but it whatever. is, it is weird. But correct me if I'm wrong. It is very weird. I've, I think the rule at least used to be if you trans, obviously if you transfer and stay, uh, um, I still call it one a, if you transfer and stay in one a, then, um, 
you have to sit out a year. If it's in the same conference, I think it used to be two years unless the school you were at waived that. And most did. But mm-hmm. maybe this is the I think they I think Auburn probably went above and beyond knowing Gus and them to help them with the NCAA, to help them with the SEC. And I like to think because of that, Kentucky sent back and said, Hey, for that, we're not gonna play Gatewood. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah, you didn't ha- you didn't have to do that, and I have no idea, and nobody mm-hmm. probably ever will. But I like to think we went above and beyond, and Kentucky said thank you for that. We won't play him against you. Right. I mean that that would be the I could kind of see even if Kentucky was like, hey, like if you can grant them immediate eligibility to play, um, hey, we'll do this for you. Just kind of like a just a nice. Yeah, we're not going to play. Yeah, I don't think Auburn probably said, hey, we'll do this if you don't play Gatewood. I think that, honestly, because the NCAA has cleared him now, my understanding, and we're waiting on the commissioner now. Kentucky probably went to him and said, hey, out of a good gesture, we're not going to play. I don't think Auburn's, like, demanding they don't play Gatewood. Oh, no, I don't, I, think I don't so know either. that, but I don't think Auburn's demanding that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C network.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. And because of that, uh, we're probably going to get to see Terry Wilson, who I think it was in one of their first or second games last year, got injured um, with a knee injury. Um, and But he, he was uh, – Terry Wilson was Kentucky's starter uh, back in 2018 um, and uh, played pretty darn well. I think they, they ended up winning, I think, 10, maybe 11 games or something that season. Um, and, I mean, for Kentucky, I, I it, that's pretty – impressive um i don't know how much of that was due to him but um i mean his numbers look pretty solid no i i think you're right i mean i they're uh, listen i i had i worry anytime auburn plays anybody um <laughs> but reese davis said you know auburn needs to be very careful with this one and i started looking into their stuff and they're definitely not going to be a pushover yeah i mean he, i was looking at their running backs their top three running backs are all back and they ran all ran for 500 plus yards each and combined all three of them for over 2000 yards and 18 touchdowns. That's pretty good numbers and productivity coming back for 
a season uh, at the running back core. So I expect them to probably lean pretty heavily on that, uh, especially in this first game where they probably haven't had too many reps, but they're going to go back to something that they've done before, which is run the ball and be pretty uh, proficient at it. Um, for Kentucky's defense, uh, they also have a bunch of starters um, coming back. Um, it's not their whole defense, but it is a good number of their starters and key positions. Um, so I'd expect their defense to be pretty good as well. Um, but, I mean, this is the first game. There's still a lot of things that both sides of the ball need to work on. And, uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a little sloppy, let's be honest. Um, but hopefully... Auburn, at least, I'm thinking defensively, uh, has has done some practicing with tackling because I really don't want to sit through a game where it's just sloppy tackling. Um, and even for Kentucky, I'd, I'd rather it be a good game, not just, oh, Kentucky couldn't tackle and Auburn went up 50 to nothing. I mean, as, as an Auburn fan, I'd love that, obviously, but I kind of want a little bit of competition. I mean, I've been waiting this long for football. I want a little competition. Um and then uh, for the special teams, I mean, uh, if you haven't heard about Max Duffy, you're about to hear a lot about Max Duffy because he was the Ray Guy Award winner, best punter in the land of America besides the NFL. And that's pretty impressive. Um, he led the nation in yards per punt uh, last season. Um, Jared, what do you think about the, the Kentucky's defense and, uh, and their special teams? Anything kind of stand out to you? I mean, I I do think they they return some talented players on the defensive side of the ball. I think their secondary, and you may hit on it, their secondary was um, one of the better ones maybe in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, their punter, like you mentioned, won the Ray Ray Guy Award. I I hope we find out how good he is. I mean, I hope we you know I hope we see him <laughs> multiple multiple times. I'd be okay with uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope we see him like five times. I hope he gets a, a lot of punts in. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it, yeah, I mean, they're they're. I think they're a really solid group. I mean, if Auburn and Kentucky play ten times, Auburn's probably going to win eight of them. But it only takes one. Mm-hmm. They're a solid group. They don't have the caliber recruits we do on the field. That does not matter, yeah. and we need to remember that, um, especially, especially game. Game one. Yeah, game one, everybody's coming out. And, and I mean, you're, it's an SEC opponent. I mean, there's. I don't think we should take lightly any team. And I don't think this team is. Um, no. I don't think Auburn's going to take Kentucky lightly. Um, so, I mean, we're going to prepare like they're a top-level talent um, level of an Alabama or Georgia or something. Um, because, I mean, every game's going to matter, especially this year. Um, I think the only team and we we joke about it, but I really do probably think the only team we could absolutely probably not play a great game and and still be perfectly okay would be Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Everybody else on our schedule is good enough to beat us if we don't come prepared. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think we we're gonna run over Arkansas this year, <laughs> and yeah. we we said so in our preview. I think I predicted like we're going to win by 50 points and I still probably am going to stand by that by the time this, this, that game comes around. Um, let's talk about our players to watch. So this is always kind of fun to do um, where we pick a player on offense, defense, and special teams who we're going to be watching um, and why we're going to be watching them. So Jared, let's briefly go through those. Um, I'll start out and just kind of give you an idea of uh, what 
um, what to talk about. So one of them is Sean Shivers for me. So I think on offense, he's been gotten a lot of hype and positive things around him in the offseason. That makes me think he's going to play a good significant amount. Uh, he's probably going to be, at this point, we haven't gotten the uh, depth chart out, but I predict he's probably going to be the starter. Um, if not him, then probably DJ Williams, but I still think Sean's going to get a pretty good amount of carries against Kentucky. Who's your, who's your guy that you're going to be watching on offense? Yeah, I think Sean's a good one to watch. I, I personally am going to go Bo Nix, and really because uh, our season is in his hands. I mean, if he's the same level he was last year, I think we, we have a pretty good season. If he has gone up at all, I think we can have a great season. Yeah, especially with what Chad brings to the to the offensive playbook and the toys he's going to bring. So, uh, my um, I know that's an easy pick, um, but I think it's truly it's easy because it's very important. I think that I'm going to be mm-hmm. watching Bo Nix very closely um, to see his progression from his uh, freshman to sophomore year. Yeah, and then on top of that, how he meshes in Chad Morris's system. How does he? Uh, see things the way that Chad Morris wants them to see things versus how Gus wanted him to see things, which sounds like it's probably going to be different, especially with how Chad Morris wants to run his offense, passing the ball more to tight ends and running backs out of the backfield and that kind of stuff that we didn't necessarily have too much of last year. Well, well, and I want to talk on something real quick that I don't know. I can't say this with 100% certainty, but you heard Gus say it so many times. That was like the number one thing he would talk about when talking about a quarterback was turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think there was a part of Gus who told his quarterbacks, if you aren't 100% certain, you don't throw it. I, and I, You got a really good point there. I and I think it. there was some of that that messed with Stidham's head, Jeremy Johnson's head, and I love Gus, but I think there was a part of that. So if, if Chad has taken over and he becomes more of the gunslinger mentality, it's a risk-reward to go that route. But I think it could be very fun if we literally let Bo go be Bo and you don't want him throwing three picks. Don't get me wrong. For Nobody sure. does. But if you harp on that too much with a very talented guy, I think you take away a little bit of what he brings to the table. If somebody worried that much about Brett Favre throwing interceptions, Brett Favre would never made the Hall of Fame. The mm-hmm. guy threw they got through tons of interceptions, but he also won a lot of games by throwing touchdowns. Yep. So I love Gus, but I think Gus got to a point where he was like, please, please, please do not throw interceptions. That's my main rule with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it limited them a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this works. If if Chad's truly the one that's like, all right, this is my baby and I get to I get to work with this. Let's see what we can do with it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about defense. Who's your player to watch? Um, I'm going to end up picking uh, Bo- Big Cat Bryant. I mean, come on. like he's He's been another one of those guys where I've heard a lot of good things about him. He's been here for a few years, and I think this is going to be one of his best years. Um, and just kind of generally, I mean, I think he can probably be watching defensive line as a whole, um, but – Specifically, I'm going to be focusing on Big Cat Bryant to see what he does this year. Uh, He's got a cool name. (laughs) I mean, to fit into an Auburn jersey and be named Big Cat. I mean, Big Cat. It's incredible. Yeah, he just just got thrown into the – man, he had about three or four leaders to go to last year, and now he's the leader. So it'll be interesting to see how he takes on that role. Yeah. 
who's your guy to be watching on defense for Auburn? I think Pepo. I mean, I think he's um, – the thing about him last year was he, he knows football very well. You can tell that in the start of the freshman. So he knows football. He was in the right places. But did he bulk up any? Is he, is he a bigger force now that you need to really be to go to that? Listen, the guy's got the smarts. He's got the athletic ability to be a first-round draft pick. What did they do with his size? Has he taken a, a next step with um, his, you know, knowledge of where everybody needs to be? And plus him and, um, uh, you know, all the other linebackers are going to have to step up because there, there is going to be a drop-off in D-line, probably not as much as people fear. But there's going to be a drop-off. So the linebackers need to fill in that void, him being one of them. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll be the big one. Um, I think K.J. Britt has proven he's got enough track record. He He's going to be K.J. Britt. Yeah. Um, Pat Poe, can he, you know, do it again and, and be a little better than last year? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be looking for him. To, I mean, he was a phenomenal freshman at linebacker to step in the way he did. Uh but I want to see that little next step and maybe even a bigger next step uh, in his sophomore season uh, at linebacker. Uh, for special teams, I, I'm going to be looking at the punters, kind of uh, watching Aiden Marshall, Oscar Chapman, see what we do with them. Maybe uh, what I think might be kind of interesting to see is if in certain scenarios we throw in Aiden Marshall and then other scenarios we put in Oscar Chapman because maybe they have a specific strength. Um I remembered Aiden Marshall just being that uh, straight-ahead, pretty good 40, 45-yard punter, which in most scenarios is really good. But what about other scenarios where you need to boom it like 50-plus yards and just flip the field, essentially? I think Oscar Chapman might be that guy. And I'm curious to see how Auburn kind of fills this out and determines who is going to be the punter and maybe in certain situations. Uh, Who are you going to be watching uh, on special teams for Auburn? AJ, I'm going to be a little more positive than you. I'm going to assume we don't need punters, okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think uh, I think you brought it up, and not to put you on the spot, but I think you made mention you saw somewhere that Matthew Hill may be returning kickoffs along with Shivers. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that works because I've been a Matthew Hill fan ever since he made some ridiculous catches in the A-Day two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he honestly is a beast on special teams tackling. Like, I think he won the award every week last year. Um, so, I think he's got some heart. I don't know what's keeping him off the field for running around. I mean, he's now on defense, I think. So, I don't know whatever kept him off the field as a receiver. But, curious to see, putting him back there, how he's going to work with that. Because um, that could really be a weapon, man. I mean, if we can, uh, Shivers with his speed, if we can, you know, start, if those guys can get a start at the 35 or 40 versus the 25 yard line, any mm-hmm. uh, that little bit helps, man. When you're in SEC games, every little bit helps. Absolutely, um, Jared. Let's go into our score predictions for this uh, this game uh, preseason and our preview. Uh, we ended up uh, predicting Auburn um, would win. Both of us did. I predicted we win by 14. You said by 17. Are you going to waver any? Or are you still thinking we're going to win by 17 against uh, Kentucky? I'm probably it's okay if you. Get, it's okay. If yeah, you I'm probably gonna lower it. I mean, after watching the more football I watch, and I'm thinking, okay, we're playing a legit quality opponent week one. We've had no time to get warmed up, so I don't even know what I told you before we started this podcast. But as it's going on, I would say more in the 14 range. I think 
Um, I will say this. I think we win by 14. I will say that if it's closer than 14, I don't think it's high scoring. I think it's one of those deals where um, it might be 13 to 10. Um, I just don't think our defense is going to get into a shoot. Uh, I don't think we're going to get into a shootout. Um, yeah, so I don't if it's think so le- If it's less than 14, that means we did not play very well offensively, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with my 14, though. Um, I think – that's a good number for us to shoot for um, to beat Kentucky. I mean, right now the spread's, I think, 10.5 points, and us winning by 14 means that we we put some, I don't know, some good yards together probably on the ground and in the air to kind of spread things over, uh, spring, spread things out. And I think our defense is going to do uh, good enough to keep them. I, I'm thinking Kentucky probably under 20 points um, is what I'm honestly hoping. Um for this game i would be surprised if kentucky got i think i've already said it if they got more than 20 i would be surprised yeah exactly um and i wanted to throw out uh, i'd asked uh, a couple guys for predictions for this game and wanted to throw out uh ben king who's our who's my uh previous co-host for the no huddle show and uh this is what ben king said and uh, this is just ben king if you've listened <laughs> to the podcast for a while um he's the i don't know the proverbial uh, Auburn fan looks at everything with the Barner and him to 110% all day, every day. Um, but this is what he said. Uh, the last two times we played Kentucky uh, in football, we won by three. This year, we win 31 to 13. That, that's what I'm talking that's about. I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So we won by 18 points. Um, I think that's not too far out of the realm of possibilities. Um, especially if our defense is coming out ready to play, which I mean it's Kevin Still. Let's let's be honest, they're they're gonna be ready. I say we just reenact the Mississippi State game from was it last year? It was last year <laughs> at, at Auburn. We're like I think the first quarter we put up twenty one. Yep. Um, let's just go ahead and do that and coast to victory. So absolutely, kind of like I'm kind of liking Ben's mentality there. Yeah. Um, Jared, any other final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm just excited, man. I, I really am. I, getting back to a little bit of normalcy, I'm not trying to – I know people are really struggling out there, and I know that legit issues going on. But I am excited to be back to the fall weather. Football is going on. Um, I'm starting to get a little nervous, AJ. I, you know, I, <laughs> I haven't been around you with a real game coming up, and I get, you know, that week of, I'm nervous. So um, ready to ready to kick things off and see what, see what we got this year. How about yeah. you, man? I mean – I, I'm starting to feel the same. It, it's always the little bit of anxiety of what's going to happen this next game, even though you have a gut feeling that your team's just better than the other team. It still puts a little knot in your stomach that you don't know what's going to happen. And especially this year, you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know, what's, know what athletes are going to get coronavirus and uh, not be able to play. There may be key players. It's going to be an interesting time to see. Come Saturday morning, what what kind of product is out there on the field um hopefully we come out and we, we play well and uh that i think we have the players to do it we've got the experience to do it it's just a matter of going out and doing it jerry before we get out here do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you yep uh not much to it just find me on facebook or instagram under jared davis and you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?